0: All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by. Another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and future titan today, Dan, I'm super excited about this one, Dan Lesniak. Dan I can't tell you how excited I am just to kind of share your story with the Titan Nation and really dive deep into you as a man, as a person. So thank you so much for taking the time. It's an honor.
1: Yeah, thank you, Greg. I'm super pumped to be here and to get in front of your, your Titan Nation and let all of these Titans know a little bit about my story, what I'm doing now, and, and hopefully how, how it can help them in some way, shape, or form.
0: Love it! I know this is going to be huge value add, Dad, with your background and everything that you've done and continue to do for the real estate industry. So, if you're ready, my friend, let's just dive in. Let's do it! All right, here we go. So, the first question is just telling everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so I am a real estate agent, developer, uh, entrepreneur, all that good stuff. I've got three amazing children, all under age five. Wow! I uh, work with my wife, who's the uh, co-founder basically of everything that we do, Carrie Scholl. Love it. And I'm um, originally uh grew up in Florida. Okay. I'm actually I'm actually down here now. I'll make everyone a little jealous. Oh, I love that, Dan. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's my quarantine view. So uh but i I moved up to uh the mid-Atlantic region when I went to the Naval Academy. I had a career in the Navy. Ended up at the Pentagon, then defense contracting. Wow. And did that for a while before I stumbled into real estate.
0: Okay. Okay. So, Deanne, with that background and everything you're just talking about, and, and thank you for your service, uh, you know, for sure. That's a big, big thing. Going into that whole process, what was it about real estate? Why real estate in the first place? And tell everybody a little bit about your progression to today in real estate.
1: Sure. Well, I was an investor long before I. Uh, long, long before I, I got my license and ended it as a career, I bought my first home, 2003, when I was just a young officer in the Navy. I used my wow. VA loan, bought no money down. This is like back in the early 2000s, which was a crazy time and wow. um, you know eventually I ended up in the d c area at the Pentagon, then at the defense contractor, I got my MBA. From Georgetown, and I thought, okay, I will uh, go out and get a consulting job and, and go work for McKinsey or BCG or Bain. You know, I interviewed with like dozens of those types of companies, but none of them were hiring in the 2010-11 time period. If, if your uh, listeners remember, that was the uh, kind of the the end of the Great Recession, so people mm-hmm. weren't weren't hiring that much. And I I was very stubborn and didn't really catch on quick enough and I thought that you know I would just get one of these jobs and it would be my dream job and I could go make 180k and travel like 50 weeks a year 52 weeks a year and work 80 hour weeks that you know this is what I was kind of groomed to do Hmm. and and the, the sort of paradigm I grew up in which I think a lot of us uh, grew up in that, right? This right. idea of you go to school so you can work hard to get into another school so you can get a job and work hard in that job and blah, 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 blah. Well, it, it all worked for me until it didn't. And the common mm-hmm. theme from like the 55 people that interviewed me was, we think technically you could handle the job, but we don't think you have the sales experience huh. or, or know how. And I said, well, what can I do to get that? And they said, well, go get that experience and reapply. So I thought, mm-hmm. okay. I'll get my real estate license because so I continued to have you know bought and sold for myself to invest and uh, so I thought I'll get my license and I'll do a little business as a side hustle that'll be my my experience and okay. soon that side hustle became was outpacing my my job as a defense contractor and and I looked up one day and was like, "Wow, I'm going to make more in q one from real estate than I will the whole year." in my my regular job, I, I think I should probably quit. And <laughs> smart, so right? I, I quit and uh did real estate full time. My first year I sold over twenty-two million and wow. I, I netted like over three hundred and fifty thousand. So it was like double what I thought it would have made in, in my huh. dream job. And I, I didn't go back and reapply to any of those those people. <laughs> So I, I stuck with real estate and I've been doing it for nearly a decade now. And our team is going to, uh, I don't know how much they'll sell this year. Our goal is 500 million. We, we, we closed, uh, we're going to close 51 million in in, uh, in April this month. Wow.
0: So, hmm.
1: Yeah. That's, that's where we are now. We also do development. We, we do uh real estate coaching as well. So we're, we're doing a lot. <laughs>
0: Well, but but Dan, I mean, going into it, talking, you know, from perspective of everything you've been through and what you've learned and obviously grown through the the real estate community, uh, you know, bringing that to the plate is huge and and you are making a a huge impact into everybody that knows and and likes and respects you that way in the real estate community. And I think that that's important for everybody to notice you've actually walked the talk you've been through there and the production and the reputation is there. And I do want to talk a little bit more about, um, the coaching aspect and a little bit about hyper fast agent and, and things along those lines. Cause you have an amazing podcast and obviously training and coaching some of the best and brightest minds in real estate. So can you share a little bit about that as well?
1: Sure. So a couple of years ago, 2017, I, I thought I would write a book to uh, talk about my first year in real estate and how I sold over 22 million. Cause I hadn't heard of other people, you know, I've been to trainings, conferences, big events and you know, there are always like heavy hitters there to do hundreds of millions, but I never heard of anyone that that sold as much as I did my first year. Right. So I, I thought it was a unique story, and I'd want to share it. And um you know, it was it was all born out of necessity, hmm. really. Okay. Not, not uh like some sort of genius thinking on my part. I I believe. I mean, I'd I'd like to think it was uh, some genius action, but. Yeah. Really, really. I I I started off and I decided to focus on the 189 condo units in my mm. building. And and later on, I discovered I I had done this principle that I'd learned in marketing in my MBA called segmentation, targeting, and positioning, where you mm. segment the market, pick a target area, focus on that, and position yourself as being able to add value to them mm. in some unique way. Love it. And I, I thought it was just a unique first year, a unique strategy and something that's a little bit uh, intuitive. This idea of you can do more by focusing on less because a lot of agents start out and they, they just randomly hit up their SOI and or, or just, just go after any and all business. And right. I, I thought this is kind of counterintuitive. More agents need to hear this story. So I wrote the book mm. and, did really, really well. I didn't think it would do much. I I really was just writing it to tell the story. Maybe I would help one person. Hmm. And it, it ended up selling a ton. I mean, it still to this day sells a ton on Amazon, Kindle, Audible, all that stuff. Hmm. So uh, about two years ago, Carrie and I decided, well, let's let's try and take what we've started there and, and we'll we'll do a big event. We'll just we'll do an event. So we hired Grant Cardone and um for a six figure sum and and just put on this big event and and then you know we had like three hundred people there our first event that when we did it in left the ninety days so it was just hmm. everyone thought we were crazy they were kinda right. <laughs> and they're kind of right and last year we we did another event and um so now we do training events we've created online courses we have a coaching program a mastermind uh, all sorts of stuff that we're doing to uh for, for Carrie and I to help agents and train agents.
0: Wow, incredible! And and, and again, diving a little bit deep in that too, Dan. So I'm going to have links in the comments down below, so everybody can obviously pick up the book and 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 really engage with your content, and then also get ahold of a hold of Hyperfast Agent. So, what's the best site for uh, the audience who's listening to, to go to and, and check out your information, really connect with you, and learn more?
1: Yeah, you can go to hyperfastagent.com to okay. you know read our vlog, see where our podcast is, or check us out on social media you can, um, if you, if you go to hyperfasttips.com. Okay. Um, actually in the, in the back of this book, there's like, like a hundred tips,
0: uh, a oh, killer
1: hundred tips to, to grow your business. And, um, if you go to hyperfasttips.com, you can download them for free. And if you, if you want, I'll, I'll send you the book for free too, as long as you pay for the shipping. But if you just want the tips, Hmm. It's, it's free Hundred you know, hyperfasttips.com. Wow. Um, you can check us out on social media and all that good stuff too.
0: Love it. And everybody, you heard it here. Dan is willing to give that book um, and a wealth of knowledge all the way through and through. And Dan, we're just scratching the surface of this particular interview and episode. So I want to keep moving forward, but this is great so far. Um, sure. The next question is really the why the driver. So um, what motivates you, Dan What we'll gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level that you do it at. What's your why?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's evolved over time. So I'll just say that. And I think, I think that may be true for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, um, like my first year in real estate, I had, I had a chip on my shoulder because for the first time in my life, this idea of like, kind of you, you, you put in your time, your work, you'll get what you want. You know, that worked to a degree. And then it it didn't. And I kind of had a chip on my shoulder Mm. about not getting any of those jobs. And, and, and for a while, that was my wise to sort of prove them wrong right yeah which is like okay but um you know and 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 that and that that kind of why i think has fueled a lot of people but but long term it's, it's probably not the most healthy uh sure kind of driving motivational force so right now my my why is creating freedom of, of time and money mm. for my family myself and and helping others mm. do that so it's it's very rewarding when you know and it manifests itself in a number of ways like you know I, I hope that for my real estate clients our, our buyers and sellers mm. that we're able to do that by helping them you know save money and time on real estate for our our agents on our team you know we're we're trying to help them mm. build build better lives through 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 having more income and having easier processes to, to help people. And, you know, same thing for the agents we coach uh, mm. or, or the investors that, that invest in our real estate projects. You know, we're trying to create financial freedom and, and give people more time so that they, they have the time and the money to, to do what they love, to spend time, you know, with their family or, or mm. do whatever they want to do in, in the world, you know, other than, than work.
0: I, I think that that's beautiful though, Dan, when you're talking about it, it's, obviously starting out in the evolution of your why, I mean, that makes perfect sense for so many top producers and the best and brightest in the business, but you evolved into, it's about others. Obviously it's about your family you know, it always should be, but your family is extended through, like you said, the, the agents that work with you and, and the coaching students and the communities of the buyers and sellers and the investors. I mean, you're, you're doing so much good for so many people and that's such a big driving force. And again, I, I'm a firm believer that all of those reasons and why's a, a big part of why you have so much success in your world and in your life, Dan. So I, I love that, and, and again, just giving everybody a little bit of window into you, I, I absolutely think that's a fantastic question. So let's go into the next portion. Now, this is actually one of the crowd favorites and, and, and fan favorites, if you will, because everyone wants to learn from the Titans. Uh, you know, essentially how they've grown and scaled their business, and any advice you give. So. Dan, if you could look back at your career thus far, and obviously you've hit some highs of highs and continue to dominate and do that, but if you could pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business or changed or adjusted that took it from one level to the next, you really saw a bump, you really just saw a jump in your, in your career path, what's that look like for you? Ooh, it'd
1: um, be hard to pick one.
0: Oh, any, share, share whatever you're comfortable, Dan. I mean, <laughs> where you want to go? Yeah, I think,
1: well, I'll share two then. Okay. The, the first one is, is to hire more people like and hire sooner, hire, hire before you actually need the capacity. Cause we, hmm. we all know the numbers, like 87% of agents don't make it past like five years. Right. But, right. but I think a lot of people focus on that, but but of the agents that do make it, so let's call it that ten to fifteen percent. I I've noticed that, like in my own market, you know, almost a decade now, a lot of the guys, probably over ninety percent. This is a little bit anecdotal, but a lot of the people that were making two hundred k plus or minus fifty,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a, a decade later, they're still at that level. Interesting. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great. That's a great income. Mm-hmm. But they have a job they've Hmm. never created. And it's not that it gets like, I'm not up here saying like, yeah, you can create a business and never work again and passive (laughs) income. And I'm not saying that at all. Sure. It's it's almost in more ways, more work sometimes, but you know, they, they, they have a job and and there's, and they've been stagnant. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. They've got a great paying job. Like, right. 200 K it's great. Like it's almost top 1%. So, no, nothing wrong with that, but the, the the one thing they all have in common is that they never hired. Hmm. So they they and if they did, if they did hire and they're still at the same level, it's because they went out and they got a buyer's agent because they didn't want to pay a salary to someone. And if you're if you're hmm. making two hundred k, you can afford to pay an admin forty to fifty thousand and and see if it either saves you time or makes you more money right and most most people if they do try it they wait too long so then they lower their standard Hmm. so then they have a but then they don't have time to train the person or the the discipline to train them so now they have a less qualified person that they're not training and they they just give up and say well i tried it it doesn't work and it's and it it does work you just have to do it the right way and maybe try it more than once so I, i think you know, if you just go out and get a buyer's agent, now you're going to do the admin and the phone calling work for in the gen for for yourself and someone else. So you've made the problem worse in most cases. So hmm. I, I didn't hire till about month twelve, and I should have done it sooner. And I, and I think most wow. people uh, that that you know get to a hundred to two hundred fifty. The reason they're they're still there is because they did they never grew it beyond themselves. Hmm. So that, that, that would be one thing. And then the second would be to continually track uh, leading indicators. And there's, there's okay. books about this and all sorts of stuff, but you gotta, you gotta track leading indicators. Most real estate agents like don't even run a P and L and the ones that do are typically like getting it from their accountant. It's in accountant type language and formatting Mm. And they're looking at it, you know, two to six weeks after that time period. Hmm. And that that would kind of be like driving a car and, and looking only in the rearview mirror.
0: That's crazy. Like,
1: like, you wouldn't do that
0: Mm-mm.
1: in a car. <laughs> People do that with their business. So huh. the more that you can track and the more often you can check in, the better your business will be. So if I'm if I'm tracking leads, appointments, you know, ratified contracts, I, like, uh, and then the behaviors that lead to those, like, how did this ad do? How how many hours are the, you know am I calling or lead gen? How many open houses am I going to do next week? Like that that kind of stuff predicts what my business is going to be like in thirty to sixty days or beyond, and, and that's the stuff you need to. To track and you know the more often you check in and this this may seem simple but it's worth repeating you know if you if you check in like once a year you might have a bad year if you check in once a month you might have a bad month if you you check in Mm. once a week you might have a bad week but uh the more often and more frequent your check-in intervals can be the quicker you can adjust if you are off track
0: Uh, I mean, Dan, when you're talking about that, it's, it's really treating this as an aspect of a true business. And, uh, and I really, really appreciate somebody from your level and your caliber to really speak to the audience that way, because this is a true business. It's not flying by the seat of your pants. It's not just having great conversations, and great relationships and, and a great reputation in the community. There's so much more to, to accelerate and elevate. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with 200, 250K. Uh, if you're trying to take it higher, you've got to bring the right people on board. The sooner the better, but you know, it's not going to be first, you know, hit and it's out of the park, but you got to stay diligent. It's like picking up the phone for the first time and speaking to a seller and they say no, and then you give up. I mean, it's ridiculous. You keep going and going and going. So I think that that's huge advice all the way through and through, but then uh, looking at the numbers, I mean, no matter what business you're in, this is, you have to look at the numbers and uh, you know, I just, I really appreciate you saying that because it's uh, I I think that it's going to wake or shake some people up a little bit. Uh, especially in times that we're dealing with uh, you know such as right now, where there's levels of reflection, how's my business doing? where's my business going to be going? I mean, the tighter you're touching on that, the better off you're going to be in the short term, midterm long term, and I just appreciate you saying that hundred um, well, percent. Thank you yeah
1: and I'll, I'll come back to that 200 K point like again, yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but if, if you're going to stay at that level and not hire anyone, do it because you were intentional about thinking about it and for and you're okay with that you like that and and that's that's you know you like like be intentional about it and I think too many people you know they're in the they live in the town they're in they're in the job they're in and and their kids are in the school they're in because they didn't think about it and so they they never consciously chose it so I would I would Mm. like implore anybody like every aspect about your life, make sure that if you wake up 10 years from now, that that's what your life is like, because that's what you, you know, consciously or intentionally chose.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. And and again, the, as you said earlier, the actions we take today are going to be reflected into the future, 30, 60 days down the road. So it's so true, Dan. And and I really appreciate you saying that. I know there's a lot of people nodding and saying, yes, he's right. Let's keep moving forward. So, but uh, you know, when it comes down to it, Dan, I, I do want to shift gears on this. And this is actually the tricky part of the interview in the series. And this ends up being the challenge question. So I lead into every Titan this way because we all deal challenges. We all have struggles, whether they're personal or professional uh, no one's exempt, but whether it's in the past, we're dealing with it now or into the future. Uh, I'm not downplaying pain or sorrow, but I'm a, I'm a firm believer it's what we learn and what we grow from and what we can ultimately share with others that really matter. So, Dan, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge personally or professionally you dealt with, you came stronger because of it, what's that look like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could, I could share a ton, but um, my my whole real estate career started Because of a challenge, you know, like inner, like growing up in this uh, household where you're taught that you, again, like I said, the paradigm, which I think is a dying paradigm. Hopefully, more people are aware of it. But you know, work hard in school so you can keep going to better schools and get a job and work hard in that job and like that's kind of all, all, all dead, really. But you know, I was raised under that, so I firmly believe that if you like put in the time, you were kind of like owed this. Next position or station in life, and it's not how it works. So right, I, but it, but it worked for me up up into a while. Like I got into the Naval Academy, got into like a grad school program there, and got a graduate degree from Maryland. Wall at the Naval Academy, and then got on submarines, which is the harder kind of service in the wow. Navy or at the time was. I don't know if it's still the same, but. Hmm. Um, and then I got into the Georgetown MBA program, got this defense contracting job, and then, boom, the job I thought I. I wouldn't get coming out of that NBA program wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And, and that really was the first time, that you know, something like that had happened. So, so to me, that was, that was kind of crushed me a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, to say the least. And that in itself was, was like the challenge that kind of led to what I did in, uh, in real estate. And, um, right. you know, I've, I've had another, uh, a number of, of personal challenges as well. I'm in an amazing marriage right now with three amazing, uh, children, but I, I've, I've, I've got divorced twice, uh, before that. And each uh, of those were, were, you know, tough situations to deal with. And sure. things each, each of us could have done better. Um, you know, and, and and right now today, like my, my life is uh is is for the most part I I would say uh, fairly fairly easy in a way, but but it's it's only because my capacity to handle and manage challenges has 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 grown. Like there's times I'm still like stressed out, but it's but like the problems I, I had that I thought were problems like a year ago or two years ago, like I would I would laugh at those today sure um i i do believe in general life has gotten extremely easy and convenient Mm -hmm. and and there's good things about that like it's Mm -hmm. it's awesome that i can pick up my phone and have an uber come or get groceries delivered right and you compare that to like a hundred years ago i had to go (laughs) hunt for my own food and like walk to get water and so Mm -hmm. like There's there's a very very good thing of having these conveniences, but there's also a a problem I think it causes in that Mm -hmm. it makes our life too easy, so it it diminishes our capacity to like overcome like any struggle. Like today, like you know, it's a struggle if we're on an airplane ride and the Wi-Fi is slow. Like that's a struggle for some people. (laughs) <laughs> flip out when that happens right so sure i that, this you know i often get asked like why do you do iron man races and uh, i think the reason i do because you know these these are hard things they take me anywhere from like 10 hours to 12 hours wow um, the reason i think i'm so drawn to it is because it's it's a way to stimulate like, your challenge response system, hmm. right, and I think this is, like, the reason why a lot of people, whether they know it or not, like, do marathons, or ultra marathons, and triathlons, is, like, getting punched in the face physically, you know, during this challenge, like, it, it helps you in all areas of life, because, like, that our challenge response system, or whatever you want to call it, which is, like, part physical, mental, and emotional, is just hmm. not, It's not exercised as much as it probably was a hundred years ago. Yeah.
0: I would agree with that a hundred percent. And, and I think that you sharing those um, those challenges through your life, Dan, I mean, I appreciate that. I know the audience does as well, but you're talking about, you know, relationships and you're talking about, uh, you know, career paths and, and, and certain expectations. And all of those things made you who you were. And, And I think that's the important thing is, is it has increased your threshold and it has increased what you said a couple of years ago, something that would challenge you today, you'd laugh at it, but you wouldn't be there today without going through that. And I think that that's the message for everybody out there is, you know, we all have tr- struggles and challenges, but you need to learn from, grow from and become stronger. You know, it's that old adage, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I know that's thrown around quite a bit, but there's a lot of truth to that. What you're talking about with triathlons and, and, and anything on the physical aspect. I mean, there's, there's so many people that are just not comfortable in the comfort zone so you're pushing yourself and you're pushing your boundaries and that's showing your character and who you are as a person right but there's other individuals that get that they understand that hey i'm kind of just going through my life and i'm doing real well i've pushed myself really hard but there's certain aspects that we're not so how do we shake it up how do we become stronger and smarter and faster and better it's by constantly changing and growing that way so I I really appreciate those, those challenges and the the insight that you have there, Dan, because I know that there's a lot of people out there that are watching or listening to this and saying, okay, you know, Dan went through this and went through this and was going through it, but look what he's doing today, right? Look at everything you've accomplished and continue to, um, don't let it stop you. Keep pushing and moving forward. So I love that message. I think think it's great. Uh, When we're talking about a softer side and a softer question, and this one is actually one of my favorites. I'll shift gears over to here. Uh, This particular one is a travel back in time question. Now, when we talk about this, Dan, this is again not to necessarily change what you went through because, like we just said, what you went through made you who you were. But if you did have a time machine and you could travel back in time, any time frame, any age range, and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would you say to young Dan?
1: Mm, That's that's a good one. I I don't I don't know if I've ever like thought of that before. So (laughs) that's great, man. I would. I would. I would. Tell myself to like buck the system <laughs> a lot sooner. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I kind of stayed in that that system I described, that old mm-hmm. system, which is like based on working your way up through schools and colleges and and whatnot. And I would, I would, I would like question hmm. the the, and I guess, I guess, a, a more broader kind of more universal way. of of saying it would be to make intentional and conscious decisions about Hmm. everything and not to, not to just decide by default because you didn't think about it. So I would, I would would be more intentional about decision-making on what sometimes is just accepted as a universal norm.
0: Hmm. Uh, Dan, I think that's, um, that's really insightful. And that's great advice, again, not just for young Dan, but everybody who's watching and listening, myself included. And, and why I love that question is we can't go back in time, right? We can't change what we did, but what we can do is we can affect what we're doing today and what is going to be effect in the future. So everybody out there, don't just settle for the status quo or necessarily from what I'm hearing. Just because you're on a certain path doesn't mean you have to stay on that path. And, and really questioning and understanding that I think is beautiful advice. And and we should all be looking at our lives that way on a regular basis. Um, you know, and if you're happy, you're happy. If it makes sense and this is the path that you did buck the system to go down, that's great. But, uh, I I agree with you hundred percent. There's not one right path for anybody out there, but you got to find yours. And the sooner you find it, the better off you are. Uh, Case in point with you, you know, like you said, Hey, I would have bucked the system. I would have gone back and maybe I wouldn't have done those things. The, the, the level of intelligence and commitment and everything you went through obviously made you the man that you are today before you got involved in real estate and then real estate continued to shape you. But again, I'm still a firm believer that if you started that earlier, you would have been able to shape yourself earlier. And then, you know, so, but I think that that's great advice for everybody right now, just you know, take a look at those situations and go through. So love that question. Huge answer, Dan. I think that was really, really great. Uh, so this is actually a secondary crowd pleaser. We got two left and we're almost done, ready to go. But uh, this is actually the feeding of the mind question. So, so many people who are watching or listening to this, they want to learn from the Titans. They want to learn as the Titans learn, if you could say. So um, I always lead into it with books you're reading or have read that inspired you that you really enjoyed, um, podcasts you're listening to or enjoy, any influencers or coaches that are out there. Essentially, Dan, how are you feeding your mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, an an amazing book that I recently read is called The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. Okay. Have you you heard of that
0: one? I, I have not. I have not. It'll be on my list, my friend. It'll be on my list.
1: Yeah, so he... He's he's got an interesting background, successful business guy. Um, I think I think he did well in real estate in the '80s. Got caught up in the SNL crisis, savings and loan crisis, and then like rebuilt it all after losing it all. So Hmm. I met him at Tony Robbins. He teaches at Tony Robbins Business Mastery, but his his book, The Road Less Stupid, is just Hmm. his kind of thought process about how to think about business and just this idea of actually setting aside thinking time, like time where you actually hmm. sit down and, and think. And so he goes through different principles and scenarios and things that you should think about during thinking time. And, and I think it's a, a great uh, discipline to to have. And you know, he's, he just gives like really good, straightforward, easy to understand business advice.
0: Hmm. Okay, very cool. And and we'll have links in the comments down below under that one. Any other uh, books, podcasts, influencers, anything like that?
1: Uh, I listen I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast quite very cool. a bit. So I, I don't I don't listen to a, a ton of of podcasts, which some people are sometimes surprised because I'm <laughs> training for Iron Man, so I have a lot of like time where I'm doing endurance runs or training on a stationary bike. Um, but I, I like to use that, that time to think myself. So, um, interesting, but yeah, I like, I like, um, Joe Rogan's podcast. I, I'll occasionally listen to Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, their podcast mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I've, for coaching, you know, I've been to Tony Robbins events. I've been to Grant Cardone's, uh, one of his events mm. and, uh, another good, good event. I, I, got a lot out of was uh, funnel hacking live Russell Russell, Russell Brunson puts yeah. that on every year so um, well, you know there's not a ton of real estate agents using like funnels and lead pages there's not as many as you would think so I think, there's I think not. that's a good one for real estate agents
0: yeah no I mean but all that's so g- great and all the way through and through I want to I want to pick at your brain just a little bit more and I, I'm diving deeper onto this question so when you are training And you use that time frame as your, your thought process. What are you thinking about, Dan? I mean, not, not to get too deep on you, but when you're, when you're doing long runs or you're really training that way, I mean, what, what specifically is it? I mean, how how are you clearing your head? Are you thinking about business? Are you thinking about life changes, investments? What what is it? Yeah, it's, it's a
1: mix of everything.
0: So sometimes it's just like almost pure
1: kind of meditation uh, Mm -hmm. and just, trying to completely relax my mind. Sometimes I'm like really focused on my like pace and breathing and heart rate. And a lot of times I'll walk through different, you know, business challenges or or goals or, you know, things we're doing with investors. So it it can be, you know, anything.
0: Hmm. I think that's great. And and again, you're, you're pulling it from so many different sources. You're constantly learning and growing, but the fact that you have your time and, and, and your commitment to yourself and to your, to your body, I think is fantastic and obviously pushing those boundaries. So that's really, really cool, Dan, all the way through and through. And, and everybody, as always, I'll have links in the comments down below so you can feed your mind and follow along the same way that this man is. So Dan, this has been a pleasure and an honor. I want to wrap everything up with a final question. Now this ends up being a quote or mantra that sums you up as a man as a professional what's that look like for you
1: hmm, That completely sums <laughs> me up well i i like the uh i think it was a winston churchill quote or that, that he uses a commencement speech and it was just never give up never give up never give up so mm-hmm. i think i think that one um I mean, it's simple, but yeah, I think it. I think it's it's needed. Like so many people will try something and they they quit after like a week or a month, or if it doesn't work once or twice. And yeah. you know, most most things that are worthwhile, you're gonna fail at for some period, initial time period, or number of attempts, right? So you know, it's, it's hard to beat the person that, that never gives up.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Love it. Love that quote. Never get up, never get up, never get up. I mean, Dan, I think that sums you up beautifully, my friend. And again, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. You've bestowed so much knowledge and credibility and just information out to the audience. So I appreciate you Uh, from the bottom of my heart, my friend, you are an official real estate Titan. So I have to dub that. That's, that's an official thing, my friend. So you, you made it, but uh, yeah, thanks, Dan. It was, it was a pleasure. Well, thanks, Greg. I, I enjoyed it and hopefully uh,
1: helped some of your titans in, in some way or shape or form.
0: No doubt. No doubt in my mind. And everybody out there, thank you so much, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, if you like what we are here doing with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like and comment, share. Do the all normal um, that comes down with it. And uh, I need to give our shout out to our sponsor today, which is Linebolt Media. If you're le- looking to bring and develop and grow your business uh, with the latest technology, um, highest to highs, really look at lionboltmedia.com. We are live here with Real Estate Titans every Tuesday and every Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, everyone.